Hello, and welcome to the IndyCar conference call. My name is Anair, and I'll be the operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question-and-answer session. During the question-and-answer session, if you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to Arnie Shriven. Arnie, you may begin. Thank you, Zanera, and welcome, everyone, to today's IndyCar Media Conference call. We're joined today by one of the four drivers who will be racing for the NTT IndyCar Series Championship on September 22nd. It's the driver of the number 27 Napa Auto Parts Honda for Andretti Autosport, Alexander Rossi. Welcome to the call, Alexander. Thank you very much. All right. Alex, do you find yourself battling for a championship for the second year in a row? Uh, But uh, the season's kind of had some highs and lows. Can you sum up your uh, season to date? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's been generally good. I just think, uh, the, the two cars had a slightly better season for, for one reason or another. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we've, we've made a lot of improvements on, um, some areas where we struggled last year, uh, as a team and, and, uh, you know, when we came up with a plan of, of how we were going to attack 2019, I think we've done a, a fairly good job. I mean, some things have been out of our control, um, but, you know, such as such as life and the sport, and uh, we have um, some semblance of, a, of an opportunity, I guess, in Laguna. It's just, uh, you know, we're definitely going to need to have things come our way a little bit, and um, yeah, who knows? All right, you, you mentioned the the two car. You go into next weekend's Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, uh, trailing Joseph Newgarden by 41 points. Um, you were in last year's race with Scott Dixon. Uh, race didn't go the way you had planned. Uh, does the experience of last year's uh, championship battle uh, change the way you look at uh, the final race? Um, I, yes, I guess just because it's another race, right? I don't think that there was anything specific um, other than the fact it was another day in a race car, another weekend, and, and we had strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, I think that it was pretty clear kind of throughout the whole weekend that we unfortunately didn't really have the pace to win. Um, you know, we qualified sixth, and Scott qualified second, I think, and, you know, just was was always going to be an uphill battle, I think, so obviously we're going into this weekend, uh, or, or next weekend, rather, um, with a lot of unknowns in the, in the fact that, you know, most drivers haven't raced the Laguna Seca before, um, you know, it's been a long time since, since IndyCars were racing there, the test that we had in February was fairly inconclusive just due to um, weather and the time of year that we were there. So, you know, it's a blank slate for everyone, um, and I think that's exciting, and it'll definitely, uh, you know, reward the, the team and the driver that come to grips with everything the quickest, and then it'll probably reward them in a, in a championship. Uh, you mentioned that WeatherTech Raceway was going to say is uh, a new, new venue to a lot of the drivers. Only four guys have raced Indy cars there um, before this weekend, but you have a lot of history there in in your own right. Uh, it's the track where basically you fell in love with IndyCar racing. Yeah, correct. I mean, that was uh, my first introduction to motorsports um, when I was three years old, and uh, my my father took me for for seven consecutive years after that. So that was kind of our father son trip. It was only a three and a half hour commute from from where I grew up, and you know, as much as Sonoma has been or was kind of claimed as my home track just because of its proximity to to my hometown. Uh, Laguna is, is much more a place where I kind of cut my teeth and, and skip barber and 
um, you know, had my real first race experience in a race car there, and um, so I have a lot of laps there, albeit in a car that's pretty uh, incomparable to, to what I'll be driving here in uh, two weeks, but nonetheless, um, it's going to be a huge weekend for me in terms of, you know, local support and uh, family that comes out, and, and that's always really exciting, and you know, I'm fortunate to have two races uh, in the state of California. All right. Thanks, Alex. So let's open up for questions for Alexander Rossi. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the pound sign. If you're using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. And our first question comes from Bruce Martin from NBC Sports. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Alex, uh, congratulations on being in yet another championship battle in the NTT IndyCar Series. Even though uh, it is a new track for a lot of people, uh, and in respect to what you just said about, uh, you know, the, the test didn't uh, really have a lot, wasn't very conclusive, from what you see and what you expect, where do you expect the most challenging parts of the course are? Where might the passing zones be? Um, I well, I have no idea about passing zones because obviously in a test you are really the main goal is to stay as far away from other cars as possible. Um, in terms of the challenging parts of it, I think it's it's a very low grip surface, so I think. Um, you know, it's it's one of those tracks where you're going to see the car sliding around a lot and and guys working the wheel and, um, you know, it's, there's dirt runoff, so drop wheels and throw dust on the track and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's it's pretty tricky. Um, the raceability of it, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, the obvious answer would probably be turn two, the braking zone there. Um, but it's a pretty narrow corner, so I, I don't know. Unfortunately, I'll let you know on, on Saturday. Hopefully. Yeah, and because uh, qualifications are going to be very important for the uh, three drivers that are still left, uh, does this have all the makings of being one of the most tense and pressure-packed uh, qualification weekends that we'll see all season? Yeah, I think that's a very fair statement. I mean, I think I've been saying for a while, you know, this championship very well could be decided in qualifying at Laguna. Um, you know, it's no secret that we're expecting it to be a challenging race to pass um, just because of its history. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's 100% going to be a, a critical qualifying session that you're going to have to be inch perfect and nail it um, through all three rounds. And the guy that's on pole, um, you know, if he's one of the the, the – guys that are in the championship fight, um, it's going to make their job to, to win the thing a whole lot easier. Okay, congratulations, and I'm sure one way or another you'll put on one heck of a show. That's the plan, thanks. Thank you. Our next question comes from Jenna Fryer from the Associated Press. Please go ahead, your line is open. Hi, Alex. This isn't really an um, original question, but there's you and Joseph are both American, two Americans, and Simon, who's not American, but in this title battle, um, 
likely this, a second American will win in three years, the championship. Um, is that something that is important or needed in IndyCar? I mean, I think so. I, I know I've read a lot of things from other drivers saying it doesn't matter and it's not important and no one cares, but I can't, I can't really get on board with that. I mean, I think that me mm-hmm. as an American growing up and being a fan of the Olympics and everything, like you cheer for Americans, right? Like that's just, that's what you yeah. do as a, yeah. as a patriotic person. Canadians cheer for James. Um, you know, we sweet we see the Swedish contingent that comes to the races for Marcus and Felix. So yeah, I mean, I would think that Americans are cheering for Americans, and would love to see an American win the championship. And I think it's in, important for you know the young the young kids that are watching, hoping to be IndyCar drivers one day, that you know they see someone who you know grew up in Tennessee or California or wherever, and, and it's like oh, there's a lot of relatability to that um, for a young kid with aspirations of, of being a race car driver. Uh, unrelated, um, now you're in your second consecutive championship battle. Are, are you at all disappointed you're not a little closer going into the finale? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, all, all year we've been like, well, you know, yeah, we were there last year, but we want to come in closer than we were to Scott. And I think, I mean, we're farther back. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is disappointing. You know, I think that we... We had some some bad luck, um, you know, in the second half of the season that cost us pretty dearly. But ultimately, you know, it, it's it's things that we can't change now. So we've got an opportunity. It's if we win the race, which which we have to do. I've been telling everyone for really since May that or June that you can't win this championship on on two race wins. So the mm-hmm. the motivation and goal has to be to win the race and. You know, because it's double points, that makes overhauling Joseph that much more feasible, right? So, for me, I, I go into it with the same exact mindset that I've had all year, and it's to show up to a racetrack and, and try and win. I think, in a way, it's almost less pressure than if you're closer, um, and you're then, like, nitpicking over positions, right? If he finishes fourth, I have to finish third, or... If he's fourth, I have to be fifth or something like that, you know, whereas for me it's like, yeah, I need to win, period. And um, if mm-hmm. we do that, then I think we can be pretty content with the with the challenge that we put up throughout the year and um, if it's meant to be great type of thing. So for me, it's, it's yeah, it's disappointing. Um, kind of the, the 15 races that we've had haven't netted us closer, but ultimately, in a way, it kind of takes the pressure off for us going into the the final race. Thanks, Alex. Yep. Thank you. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. Our next question comes from Steve Wittich from Trackside Auto Line. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hey, Alex, um, I want to, would you explain the race the week right after Portland, is it good to have some time off? And, you know, some, what can you do to prepare when you have time off? Like this, you know? um, nothing. Do you change your mindset at all? No, you do nothing different than what I've been doing since March when the season started. So uh, it's nice to have the time off, you know, coming off three in a row again. Um, it's good for, for the guys. It's good for me. It's good to be at home and, and just have a normal routine and go through your process. But no, I, I, don't, I don't think anything changes. 
Thank you. Our next question comes from Nate Ryan from NBC Sports. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Yeah, Alex, I was intrigued by what you said about uh, going to Laguna Seca as, as a kid. If, if I'm right on that time frame, it sounds like you saw some kart races there probably in like the mid to late 90s. Do you have any yep. specific memories of, of those races? Like, I mean, do you remember Zanardi's passing the corkscrew? Is there anything that really stands out about those times when you went and saw those races there? I mean, I, I was there when, when Zanardi's pass happened. I don't think I remember it as a three- or four-year-old or whatever. Um, but... No, I mean, what stands out is that's where I fell in love with just auto racing and cars and the um, the sound and the smell. I mean, back then, it was they were running methanol fuel, obviously, and uh, there was a very distinct smell to that and just being a kid and being able to walk through the paddock and everything. And I, I um, had hats in my room for a really long time that were signed by Chip and Max Pappas and um, yeah, it's just cool. It, it's cool that it's kind of come full circle. Um, that my introduction to racing and what really made me fall in love with the sport is is a is a place where I'm coming back to, um, you know, 20 plus years later, kind of racing in the same series uh, that introduced me to the sport. So yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of neat parallels there. I think all tracks like that sort of have like maybe like an iconic sort of signature thing, you know, Long Beach maybe feeling like that festival thing or maybe same for Toronto. Is, is there anything that like, is there a way that you would describe Laguna Seca? Is there something that stands out about it that you remember from childhood that said, this is why we come to this race, this is why fans love it? Um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's that much logic for a four to nine year old, to be honest, other than there's cool cars and it was fun because I wasn't at school, and I got to hang out with my dad and all that. I mean, now as an adult, obviously, the the legacy of the track has an impact. Um, it's one of the most iconic racetracks in the world, definitely probably the most in North America, in a beautiful part of the world, um, with great food and atmosphere and everything. But, no, I don't think any of that left the impression on five-year-old Alex. Gotcha. I appreciate that. Uh, well, one more for you. Just, you mentioned the plan for 2019 uh, and that you guys came in and, and had a good one, and it sounds like you've executed it. Has it has it evolved throughout the season, and, and what were things that happened maybe last year in not getting the title that uh, that sort of impacted how you guys viewed uh, you, how you approached 2019? Um, you know, I think there was a lot of, of realization that we left a lot of points on the board in 2018 kind of through our own undoing whether it was you know a misstrategy call or a failure in road america or my mistake in detroit or you know there was we can look back and, and really highlight you know three or four areas where you know just silly mistakes cost us and um you know i think we something we've had any silly mistakes this year you know we we um you know we're just on the wrong side of, of the yellow in st louis um came up a little bit short in Indy. I mean, we have taken out in Poconos. I mean, I, I think we've done everything right from our standpoint. I think we improved on tracks where we struggled in the past. Um, I think, if anything, you know, we maybe cost ourselves a little bit in, in some certain areas this year with being too conservative, um, in a sense, um, just trying not to repeat the same mistakes last year. But, I mean, it's, it's always easy to, to Monday morning quarterback it. 
as I as we're in the football season now, right? I mean, it's, who knows? Who knows if we had been more aggressive in certain races, if it would actually have played out, right? It's it's impossible to say, but I think you know if we look at where we were last year compared to where we are this year, we're ahead. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that I think Joseph has had a, a sensational year, um, and unfortunately, uh, that's been a little bit better than ours. However. You have the full intention of, of taking that away from him in the last race, just like uh, old Scott did the JPM in 2015. All right, thanks very much. Yep. Thank you. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one on your touchtone phone. Our next question comes from Tyler Kraft from Indianapolis Star. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Hi, Alex. So you and Joseph have consistently been around the top two all year, and you've kind of been duking it out. What's your relationship like with him, and does the pressure of chasing the championship affect it at all? Um, I'll answer the second part first. No, it doesn't, because Joseph and I honestly aren't aren't that close. I mean, he, he never lived in Indy when I moved here, or he was just moving um, so I actually never really, I never really hung out with Joseph. I, I mean, we're, we obviously have a lot of respect for each other. We raced together for a short period of time in Europe. Um, we have a lot of mutual friends, but no, Joseph and I don't talk or, or socialize really, so it doesn't have any impact. Sure. And then one more for you before I let you go, but what do you think going to next season is the thing that IndyCar can most do to sort of keep growing uh, the circuit and keep growing the sport as a whole? Um, you know, I think we just need to continue a, a focus on, on our product. Um, you know, I think we have the best race product in, on the planet in terms of entertainment and um, kind of the, the variance of winners that we have throughout a season and how many guys are capable and teams are capable of winning races. Um, but that's, that's an ever-moving target. So I think, you know, Kimi Carr has done a good job of placing the priority on that. And, you know, I just think that we need to continue doing that. And, you know, everything will, will be moving in the right direction. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. And we have no further questions at this time. All right, and seeing as we have no more questions from the media, we will uh, thank Alexander Rossi for his time today and wrap up today's IndyCar Media Conference call. Uh, this call will be available on a digital tape replay approximately one hour after the conclusion of the call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 for 630-652-3042 and enter the passcode 444-165-62, followed by the pound sign. Uh, a transcript and MP3 audio of today's call will be available on IndyCar's media website at media.indycar.com. If you are not a registered user of the media site, you may have to do that on the front page. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.